last month, I brought you guys a WTF article about a serial killer in Stockton, California. The police had just put the pieces together and were moving quickly to catch the killer. Now, here I am, me and myself, just a month later with some groundbreaking news. I'm Sherry Ferreira. And I'm Helen Allen. This is The Chalk Line. Good evening, everyone, and the highlights of the news this Thursday. So this. quick. I can't believe it. I mean, and after I run down the timeline, you're going to be like, it was even quicker than that? Sherry, not us catching a serial killer. I mean... So, just to give you guys a mini timeline, the WTF article I covered a month ago was written on October 4th. I found out that they had caught him and arrested him on October 18th. <gasps> so, like, 15 days apart, and they already had him. At least they think they have him. I'll let you guys be the judge of that, and you guys can follow along and figure it out. Um, but it's really, really interesting. I mean, I guess the Stockton Police Department doesn't fuck around. They're not to be messed with. I um, guess so. But the article I came across was written by the same woman whose article we covered last month. Her name's Emily Shapiro. Um, and the article is titled Stockton Serial Killings Timeline. 43-year-old suspect arrested while hunting by ABC News. I hate the word hunting. No, it was. It's It's a choice. It is a choice that was made. Well, and people use it every time. Yeah. Almost every time. It's it's a little weird. Yeah, I don't love it. Now, since this is an ongoing case, I made the decision to keep the suspect's name out of it. Also, sorry about my chair. Oh, yeah, both of ours, very squeaky. I realized I was, like, on a I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) No, it's good. Um... But since this is an ongoing case, I decided to keep the suspect's name out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's mostly just from doing my initial research and being like, hmm, I can see a lot of holes in this. And then after completing my research, I was like, oh, now I see why they think this is their guy. So my question is, was this person officially ruled a suspect? Um, yes. Like, the, he, he's arrested. He's under arrest. And okay. he's being charged with three murders. What's his name? His. Should I... Yeah, just tell Should us. I? Okay. I'll if Google he is it. officially a suspect, well, officially that's not a our suspect problem. under arrest. Okay. You know, it's not gossip anymore. It's official. Okay. Yeah. Let's make right. this Facebook official. What's his name? His name's Wesley Brownie. Okay. Okay. He's going down. Now he is also a resident of Stockton, which we I thought, kind of right? yeah we thought yeah. Um, and he was arrested while out for a drive Saturday morning, and I say Saturday morning, but it was like two a.m. Okay. So, like, that's nice. At the ass crack of, like, <laughs> night. Yes, that's nice exactly. For me. <laughs> now, they zeroed in on him after receiving some tips and putting him under surveillance. So, Stockton Police Chiefs. Stockton Police Chief Stanley McFadden said that, quote, his patterns were consistent with some of the patterns that they had seen from what I'm assuming is the surveillance video. And another thing that isn't clear, I will just pause you right there, is that it's not clear whether pause they. me. <laughs> well, the listeners, like your train of thought, because you're like, you're what the did the poli- talking. I'm just going to pause you right yeah! there. <laughs> but just like, in case anyone was like following the quote that I said from like the police chief, mm-hmm. I have to like take a little break because it is unclear whether they had been surveilling him for a long period of time or if it was just this night that his patterns were a little suspicious. But. Okay. And it's never, it's not clear. I tried researching it so much. And even in, like, the articles that I did read, it made it sound like they just surveilled him on this night and his patterns aligned with 
you know, someone who was about to do something nefarious. Right. I said nefarious. So I love that you use the word nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> Not using that word would be nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that would just be, you know. Nefarious. Nefarious. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I have a question. Okay. Does he have a record? Yes. Okay, so he was maybe already on police's radar. So for me, that sounds like they probably had an idea about him, looked into him, and they were like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Checks the boxes. I mean, the ch- the chief says later on that, like, the tips that he kept on receiving were all very consistent and pointing in his direction. Right. So, like, okay. all of the tips were lining up to him, and then that plus his weird, sketchy behavior was, like, an indicator that he was the guy who was committing these killings got murders. it has he com- he hasn't confessed no 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 no. his okay. court hearing was on october 18th but we're gonna get into that got it okay, okay let's do it so the police chief was saying that they had been surveilling him um and he was roaming around like aimlessly through parks and dark places and he was just like stopping looking around and moving again so like just really weird behavior for in the middle of the night in Stockton, California, which, through my research, I found out has a high crime rate. Right. So we it's said like, that last episode. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, when they approached him, he was wearing dark clothing, a mask around his neck, and was also armed with a firearm. And the police chief says, quote, we are sure that they that they stopped. And the police chief, and the police chief said, quote, we are sure we stopped another killing. So they're thinking that that same night he was going to get another person and we would have another victim, so. Well, and that's how he was dressed the other times, right? Wasn't there, like, ATM footage or something? Yeah, and um, a survivor of the attack, the woman um, who was injured, she also gave a description of him, same height, same, like, MO, I guess, of, like, dark clothing, a mask around his face, like, really trying to be, like, inconspicuous. Was it, like, like one of those gator, gator things. Oh, ew, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, they never specified. It made it sound like it was. But based off the sketchy behavior and the suspect being armed at the time, the police are saying that he was actually out that morning to kill another person, like I said. Right. Um, the surveillance team had followed him that morning and saw he was driving a teal and teal green colored van. Mm-hmm. And he had stopped in the area of Village Green Drive in Winslow Avenue at around 2 a.m. The police chief explains the night he was arrested, there was someone alone at Pinella Park who was, to them, they think was in danger of being the next victim. So they immediately pulled the suspect over and had him arrested. A separate article, side note, a separate article that I read said that he actually stepped out of the van and then got back in. And I'm like, all right, maybe that's what, like, made them push forward with, okay, we need to arrest him. Because it looks like he was looking for something. Yeah. Or someone. And he was officially arrested on October 15th. Cut to October 18th, he's making his first appearance in court. A lot of shit gets dropped here. Like, a lot of information that I was like, what the fuck? So, just hang on in there, you know. He was officially charged with three counts of murder, with the charges, with more charges expected to follow, because there are six um, victims and one person who was injured by this man. That sentence was weird, but I'm going to stick with it. Definitely was a weird sentence. But I'm going to stick with it, and we're going to write it out. Get it, girl. Um, He's being charged with the murders of Jonathan Hernandez, Juan Cruz, and Lawrence Lopez. In addition to those charges, he's facing a charge for being a felon in possession with a firearm and for having ammunition. Okay. He is also currently being held without bail. Nice. So that's, like, what they all, all right. settled in. Yeah. Now for the interesting mind-blowing pieces of information oh that was boy. dropped. No, Keep going. I want it. Go so, ahead. 
<laughs> he used to work as, or currently works as a truck driver and had actually only been staying in Stockton for this past summer. But he had previously lived in the Bay Area, which, if you recall, explains why his first victim was found in Oakland, California. So he's right. like, has ties there, has ties here now. Oh it's all connected. Goodness. Now, from then on, wild. from then on, all the incidents happened in Stockton, which explains like his movements, obviously. Um, something we discussed last month was Helen's theory about, I call it Helen's theory. It sounds really cool, uh, like scientific a little so bit. So much. <laughs> But, like, I don't want to get your hopes up. It was about how the woman who was injured, she was the only woman who was a oh, victim. and I asked, oh, is there, like, a personal connection or something? Never confirmed or denied. Got it. Another piece of info that came out in court is that investigators have cell data linking the suspect to areas near the scenes of all three murders. Okay. And to me, I was like, is cell phone data still a useful tool, or is that being debunked now? Well... I'm not sure as a whole. I think it varies tower to tower how, like, useful it is. Right. Because my... You know what I mean? I think it depends on... Because, like, sometimes there's not a cell tower for miles and miles and miles, so it's harder to pin it down. And be more exact with it. So I think it depends on the location. It depends on the provider. Which I'm hoping they release more information as, like, And maybe cell data could even mean something as much as, like... I don't know. I don't well, know what it could mean. No, it because mean I was... Things, right? I don't mean to, like, make your head spin, but I was th- just thinking about, like, Adnan's case and how they were so sure he was right. at this place at this time, but then come to find out it was, like, no... Bouncing this... off other towers or something, Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, like, it only counted once he hung up, and that's when his, right. like, exact location was pinged. So it's... I'm just hoping that they have their ducks in a row. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think anyone's... Well, Adnan, but... And nobody else has, <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking out of term, but I don't think it's likely in 2022 that someone is going to be arrested based solely off of cell tower data. Right. And I hope that's not the least right. of it. I would hope, yeah, I would think that they, they've built more of a case than that. Right. Now, the last thing that was revealed in court is that the gun the suspect was found with at the time of the arrest is the same type of gun used to kill Jonathan Hernandez, Juan Cruz, and Lawrence Lopez. Oh, okay. And it's a type of gun called a ghost gun. Ew, Have I you ever heard that. of that? No, okay. go ahead. So, a ghost gun are uh, ghost guns are unregulated firearms that anyone including minors and prohibited purchasers can buy and build without a background check. For what? It I was researching this and I was like, "Excuse me?" I was like, "Oh, this must be illegal." Lock them up. It Wrong. literally sounds like um, when marijuana, when THC is not legal, but like THCO is. Yeah, and it's like, and what's it's like, the that's point? That's the same thing. You're just <laughs> evading capture. I don't. What? No, it's ridiculous. So ghost guns are un- unserialized and untraceable firearms that can be bought online and assembled at home. Like and where? On the black market? Where do you get one? Just online. And it's legal in Maryland, Connecticut, and California, and a couple other states. I hate that. Me too. I'm upset. I was like, one plus one does not equal two. How is this legal? How are people able to buy guns if they're strictly prohibited? And why do we have laws in place that are meant for background checks and all this shit if people can just go ahead and buy them anyway? This, like, reminds me of, like, you know, when you were in, like, middle school and people would be like, do you know what's a weird law in Connecticut? You can't eat ice cream on the sidewalk while watching TV. You know what I mean? Is Did you ever have that? No. Oh, like, never. Have, like, people would always look up, like, the weirdest laws in every state. And there's, oh like, weird statutes. I don't know. Whatever. So, anyway, this reminds me of that. Like, it, <laughs> it feels like it's a fake law. No, it does. It feels not, not it does. True. It feels like this should be illegal. 
Now, apparently this allows people prohibited from buying or possessing guns to easily evade restrictions that may have been placed on them so they can just purchase this gun, making a little, like, kit online and and assemble it at home. Wow. I mean, it's ridiculous. I was like... incredibly ridiculous. And it's so accessible. Yeah. That's so sad. (laughs) That's a thing. Sad, but, you know, stay informed. Back to the case. Yeah. The six men who were fatally shot were all Hispanic and without homes, which, you know, made us question last episode if this was a hate crime. Mm -hmm. Well, in an interview with the DA that I watched, she said that they're still looking into it and that there could be potential charges for that as well. But since the investigation is still ongoing, they can't say definitively whether it is a hate crime or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like a hard thing to come forward with immediately. No, there's got to be a lot of like checking all the boxes and doing all the due diligence necessary because that's a big thing to charge. And I don't even know how you would be able, like, what are the requirements to prove that, too? Because maybe Stockton, California just has a large population of Hispanic people. Right. You never know. I mean, yeah, it could definitely just be argued that it's like, well, those people were in that place at that time. Yeah. Which is messed up. I think it's a hate crime, but... No, I think so, too, for them all to be Hispanic and all to be unhoused, like... Yeah. Did you get my Please. No, what? It's, like, from The Office, where he says, that's oh, a hate crime. And they go, that is not a hate crime. And he goes, well, I hated it. <laughs> no, I don't watch The Office. Oh, shame on you. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Parks and Rec girl. Oh, that's what? shame on you. Currently, the suspect is facing a minimum of life in prison and a maximum of death. Yep. Na- adds up. <laughs> hey. It adds up. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. I mean... Not pro-death penalty over here, but I get it. I I'm, get why it's on the table. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, the chief of police did say what ended up being a really crucial piece of evidence was the video that they released of his walk. Right. And that specific stride. They got a lot of calls in from people around the community being like, oh, like, uh, I recognize that walk. My walks like a weirdo. <laughs> I think it's him. She's like, Sally. Hello? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> I think my husband's that weirdo. I've they know her. Limp. No, but, like, literally everyone in the community, me too. I told Matt, I was like, if I ever see a video of you walking around doing nefarious (laughs) things, if I see that and the police are looking for you, I'm going to be the first person to call them up. A hint of nefariousism. And guess what? Going to jail. (laughs) Don't care. Not looking back. Will not be writing you. So sorry. (laughs) Could turn on a dime. Um, (laughs) Notes, literally. Now, police seemed very confident in their interviews and, like, in their arrest that this is their guy. Um, but we just have to wait to see how this plays out in trial. Like, I'm really curious to see if they have more information, if yeah. there is other, like, specific tips that came in that really pointed to him. Um, well, Sherry, you better bring us every single update you have. No, I... I this is my case. <laughs> I will! Um... Now, like I said before, the community really um, rallied around. And in an interview with um, a reporter, Jerry Lopez, Lawrence Lopez's brother, he thanked the Stockton Police Department and the homeless community because, quote, they stepped up and came through to do what they could to help Lawrence and the other victims. And honestly, that just blows my mind. Like, I don't know if this is sounds rude, but like, I feel like they have so much to worry about. And then I to come together. Say, Can this not be their problem? Yes. Can we not put this on them? They're we already, already put being on the streets on them. Okay? And now they're we already like, put a messed up social system who is stacked against you and won't help you. And now we expect them to help us? Our social system? 
ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. It doesn't open. It doesn't open. Yes. Thank you to the homeless community. Although, no, for real. you shouldn't have had to do shit. You really shouldn't we have. we stepped up, too. And it, it just really blew my mind. I was like, you're kidding me. That's the sweetest thing. Like, I mean, I don't... I mean, it's just it's at just the end amazing. of the day, like, also, I hope it tells people that people who are homeless are people. Exactly. They're people that care about their community. I mean, they're... they're people who fight for their rights. They're people who fight for others' rights. Thank you. I just... I'm yelling probably because of the headphones. No, but I it's have okay. a point to prove. <laughs> were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> okay. So I probably won't. I'm going to try my best to keep reporting on this, whether there is like a big update, but it probably won't happen until like the trial. Right. But the easiest way to stay caught up is checking up on our Instagram because we are always posting updates about each case that we cover. Like every week, Helen is so on it. And I do hop on sometimes. So like I was saying, Helen is on Instagram every (laughs) single day and she will be replying to every single DM. Um... And again, same spiel. Just because an arrest was made does not mean that the Stockton Police Department are done. Doesn't mean the work is done. And the investigation is very much ongoing. So if you have any tips, you can call 209-937-8167 or email the Stockton Police Department at policetips at stocktonca.gov. And as always, all the sources and information that I covered will be in our show notes. What do you think? I can't believe it. This is really unraveling before our eyes. No, I mean, I can't believe we solved a case. I almost fell back in my spinny chair, guys. Sorry, that's me. Oh, you weren't gasping? No. (laughs) Drama? No, no. I'm just just really shocked that they made an arrest this quick. And I mean, I really want to see what evidence they have. Right. Like, with more specific well, and details. and I almost wonder, though, like, by the point that they made the press conference about a possible serial killer, I wonder how long they had actually known that there was a possible serial killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't because make those they... press conferences, like, lickety-split. No, no, no. And they said, or at least they made it seem as if they had, like, you know, just put the pieces together because they had gotten back the ballistic reports and, like, um, started matching up surveillance videos. Right. So, I don't know. It's a good well, question. I hope we find out. This is whack. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can catch us on Instagram at the Chalkline Pod, Twitter at the Chalkline Pod, and follow along with our YouTube channel. The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune in next Thursday for another story. <laughs> <laughs>